From the VIP lounge to the gridiron, it's everything you need to know from pop culture to free throws. This is Cleats and Cocktails with your hosts, Meg and Taniella. Welcome to Cleats and Cocktails. I'm Taniella. And I'm Meg. This week's episode of Cleats and Cocktails is brought to you by Bailey's. On ice or in coffee. This is like actually <laughs> the worst one we've done so far. It really is. Um, but we will let everyone know that we are recording on Family Day Monday, um, which is why our cocktail is kind of lame because we last minute planned and had to make do with what we had. LCBO is closed. Yes. That's why. And so are actually all the stores where we would even buy any sort of specialized mix. Yeah, this is entirely our own fault. So, yeah. Entirely. So we're drinking Bailey's. But it's fine. It's delicious. I mean, yeah, it is. It's good. I'm not debating that. It's just yeah. like, there's not a whole lot to report on the drink front this week. No, there's not. Um, but something that there is to report is that it is officially our 10th episode. Yeah, we hit double digits. super exciting. And we haven't given up yet. Correct. <laughs> um, and also, with it being our 10th episode and family day yeah. and Nick's birthday to Yella's husband, both of our husbands are joining us on the pod today. Say hello. Hey everyone, it's Greg. <laughs> and I'm Nick. Woohoo! So we're just like mixing in some testosterone into the pot here. Yeah, it was probably time. Yeah. And also it'll really help um, put a damper on the tangents about things like the Grammys and pop culture that right. we spent like a half hour on last week. Yeah, it was a little bit prolonged. Yeah, so this will keep us on a sports heavy podcast this week. Yes, it will. Um, so, speaking of, our agenda for this week is going to be pick six news stories, as always. Um, because we have the boys here today, we're actually going to do a bit of a what's the call for basketball. Um, because as that much... Rhymed. Oh my god, that did rhyme! Oh, how good would it be if, like, all of our agendas had rhyming? Yeah, that would it be sounds cute. so legit. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, we're going to talk a little bit about basketball, um, mostly because as much as Meg and I watch it, I actually do struggle with parts of explaining it, so we're just going to use the boys and they're going to teach us. Um, and then we're still in Oscar season, still going to do Movie Minute. That's coming to a very quick close. Yeah, though. next weekend, right? Next weekend's the 24th is the Sunday. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Not so, yet. Yeah. So this actually, is this our last one then? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Right? Am I doing the math right on that? Yeah, yeah. I know. Then, we always have to stop and pause anytime there's math involved. <laughs> Seriously. So that means next Monday, it'll be the day after the Oscars, so we can talk about like who actually won. Yeah. But uh, this is working out well, because we're this, this is the end, really. We've done um, all the movies at this point. Oh my god, yeah. we did so good. We, really did. we actually planned that shockingly well. Well, we didn't plan it. It just worked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not actually supposed to tell people that. Like... Anyways, um, so jumping right into pick six, yeah. as we talked about last week, um, this was actually the NBA All-Star Weekend. It is now at the, it's, it's over. They had the All-Star Game last night. Um, as we talked about, skills competition, three-point competition, and the slam dunk competition were all Saturday. Um, so winners of each, Joe Harris, who no one cares about. Um, what won team does he play for? Brooklyn. Hmm. Okay. Um, so he won the three-point competition, beating out Steph Curry. Oh. Yeah. Talk about that. Danny Green from the Toronto Raptors actually competed in it and missed the cutoff for the second round by like one point. Mm. So he actually did super well. Um, but yeah, so Joe Harris won. Shrug. Um, and then the skills competition, Jason Tatum won, who plays for Boston. He, connecting this to our previous story about Anthony Davis, when Anthony Davis was looking to be traded, the Pelicans were reportedly asking for Jason Tatum mm -hmm. because he's very, very, very good. Jason Tatum actually won by hitting a crazy half-court shot. Oh. Like, was well behind and just, like, jacked it up from half court and hit 
uh, hit it and won. Is he also a center? No. He's a small forward. Oh, okay. I just thought <laughs> I just thought since they were if they were wanting to trade Anthony Davis for him that you would trade like because mm. Anthony Davis is a center, right? Yeah, slash no, power no. forward. Okay, so I thought you would trade like same position for same. Yeah, position. not necessarily. It okay. mostly depends on what like like gaps they're trying to fill on their team yeah. slash who the best player is that they could conceivably get for him. Okay, that yeah. Makes sense. And then for the slam dunk competition, Hamadou Diallo of OKC, Oklahoma City, won. Um, he actually had a crazy dunk. Did you he end was. up seeing the replay? Well, I saw his actual dunk. Oh, yeah, we were at the bar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> right, so his dunk was really cool. He actually jumped over Shaq, who is much taller than him. Yeah. And he, like, right into the net, and he, like, hooked his arm into the actual net. So that was pretty cool. Which is a dunk that Vince Carter did back in the day. Yes. Because I saw... Uh, uh, an Instagram post like where it had like, both side. of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that was really cool. Um, other than that, the Team LeBron won the All-Star game. Game? Um, he, I mean, they were actually down for like most of the game. Yeah. So the whole time I was like, oh my God, Team Giannis is going to do it. This is going to be so... Because we talked to like last week being like, um, they yeah. stand no chance. Yeah. But yeah, it was actually not a bad game. I don't know. No one actually ever cares about that game. It's pretty lame. But yeah, I think the only thing... That's really interesting is the Saturday night skills comp stuff. Totally. I agree. It's yeah. way more fun. Because uh, we sort of watched a bit of the celebrity game, but that was... Actually miserable. Really, really actually watching. miserable. It was like yeah. watching a bunch of toddlers learn to play basketball. All of their hands were in the air trying to bobble the ball. Like, it was horrendous. The only saving grace of that celebrity competition was the WNBA players. Mm. They were the only people who could play basketball. Also Quavo. <laughs> Speaking of, Quavo was like a hardcore like feature in every competition over All-Star Weekend. He was the hardest working guy in that entire weekend. He was in the celebrity game. He did like a random call up to be Sha um, uh, Kenny... Kenny Smith's. Kenny Smith's partner for Papa Shot, which is like, you know the arcade game of basketball? Oh yeah. They basically did that and they called up 2 chains and Quavo. <laughs> To be yeah, the assistants on that. Chase is so tall. He's yeah, like he actually is crazy yeah. tall. He's also a great basketball player. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure he played college college basketball. Yeah. Uh, also, did J Cole play? I think because um, one of the the players for the slam dunk competition pulled out J Cole's jersey from like high school uh, and rocked it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then and then Quavo was also in the slam dunk competition as a prop. Yes. So he's really the MVP of this whole weekend. Yeah. Except he wasn't. No. <laughs> Last year, though. Last year he won. I know. Yeah. How year. did he not get it this year? I don't know. I don't even know who got it. In the... social that social media influencer Los. I don't. I have no idea who he is. Couldn't uh, tell you. No. Is this because we're old that Probably. we don't know this? Anyways, so that's that for All Star Weekend. But speaking of a quick tangent, while we're on basketball, yeah, do we want to bring up AD? So we've been talking a lot about Anthony Davis, and yes. so if you watch the All Star Weekend at all, he actually was there and he played in the All Star game briefly. Um, but we talked about last week the fact that the NBA actually mandated that the Pelicans play him 25 minutes a game, and our we were saying like, what if he gets injured? What happens? Blah blah blah. He ended up getting injured. Yes. He ended up suffering what they're saying is a shoulder contusion, which in actuality is like, calm it down. It's a shoulder bruise. Like, we're fine. <laughs> Don't but, use big words. Right? But the point was that he ended up getting injured mid-game last week, and he fully just left the arena. He fucked off with his agent to go get a, an MRI on his shoulder contusion. So, I mean, like, it, this is exactly what we were talking about last week, and the fact that, like, this is what you risk when you step in and 
start a precedent like this of forcing right. teams to play players. But then is he also being, like, a little dramatic? Of course he is. Okay. This entire thing has been handled so poorly. Case in point, um, the Pelicans also have now fired their GM, Del Demps. So he's gone. Um, Which, I mean, fair, because he deserved to get fired. He's been there for quite a while, and the team has been hot garbage the whole time he's been there. But it's just, like, bad timing with all of this AD drama. Right. It's just... They're a hot mess. For a team that actually no one cares about or goes to see, they are just a mess. They're eating up a lot of, like, news time. I know. I mean, we've talked about them, like, every week for the past three weeks. This is the most that the Pelicans have ever been mentioned (laughs) in the history of basketball. Seriously. Like, no one cares about that. Um, But also, can we just clarify, is the GM the coach? No. They're separate. Okay, so who's the GM in Toronto? Masai Ujiri. Oh, so, oh. Bobby Webster. Oh, Masai's the president. Masai's the president. Bobby Webster. Masai was the GM. Right. I think two years ago, Bobby Webster became the GM. So I don't even know, know who that is. Yeah. No, I mean, Masai, <laughs> Masai is the I'm face of sure, everything. I'm pretty sure Masai makes all the decisions. And just... um, who is Mark Cuban? He's the owner. the owner. Owner. Okay, so that's different too. Yeah. yeah. All right, so still not clearing things up. Again, but Mark but... Cuban is like the face of that team. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's know. very heavily basketball involved. You know, like Jerry Jones, and he's like, oh, I yeah. like to have my hand in the cookie jar. Right. Mark Cuban is the same, but way less annoying. And Jerry Jones is the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. And the GM, isn't he? Well, he is the owner and GM, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's like, just says, that's, so, like, that's such a dictatorship. It's like, I'm also going <laughs> to give myself the title Whatever, of least, GM. At least he hasn't made himself head coach yet, but that's it's probably coming, coming too. Oh. Oh, Oh my God. NFL sneaking into our podcast, no matter what we do. Can't help it. Um, Also on the... um, Actually, Russell Westbrook was at the All-Star Weekend, right? Yeah, 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 okay. So, yeah, we talked about last week how he had... um, He was second for the most ever consecutive triple-doubles, and now he has passed... um, Will Chamberlain. Yeah, so he's now at 11. It's really cool. Yeah, pretty impressive. We talked about last week what constitutes a triple-double. It's um, three double-digit scores in five categories. So for him, I think it's what? Points, assists, and rebounds? Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's impressive. And it's the same. He does the same three every time? Yes. Do you have to get the same three every time? Okay, so it's just any three. Yeah, but like generally it's always going to be points, yeah. rebounds, assists. That's the most common one. What are the other ones? Steal and blocks. blocks. Oh, yeah, right. It's pretty tough to get Last digits year, in those. Draymond Green had a triple-double without points. That's crazy. That's impressive. Without it's points. It's stupid. They took him out of the game. How do you not get <laughs> 10 points? Are you kidding me? There's been like four quadruple doubles in NBA history, and Draymond could have had one, and they took him out of the game. Anyway, that's my rant. <laughs> Such an old Still man. Still mad. <laughs> I'm still mad at Steve Kerr. (laughs) Okay, so moving on um, from basketball, I guess, for now. Um, Kyler Murray, who we've been talking about, last week we mentioned how he had um, announced that he was fully going the football route, was fully committed to football. So we had previously mentioned that he was drafted by the Oakland A's baseball team, um, and apparently they just refused to give up hope that he will come and play for them. So they're now trying to offer him a major league deal immediately, which typically when you're new into the league, you would play for their... um, Minor league just team. talked about this minor league team, um, and therefore you wouldn't get paid as much money. So yeah. they're basically offering to pay him like the salary of a for a major league deal. Um, potentially he would still play in the minors, I yeah. guess, but it's not going to change anything. It's not. 
I feel like the Oakland A's are fast becoming that friend that you want to like stop talking to, but they're just like so ingrained into your life that like you have to keep acknowledging them. <laughs> and like slowly but surely, Kyler Murray's just going to ghost them. Yeah. Like it's just going to be done. And like, yeah. like, yeah, okay, cool. Oakland A's. I mean, like, because the thing is, I don't think conceivably that either sport is going to let him be a multi sport athlete. No. I mean, I could see the A's allowing it just because they're so desperate to have Seriously. him. But there's no way that the NFL is going to let it happen. No. When's no. the NFL draft? In May? Uh, end of April, start of May. Okay. Yeah, I think it's So that's April. when we'll find out where he's going to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically. So. Well, I mean, the NFL Combine's coming up pretty uh, pretty soon, and that'll be a pretty big time for him. Yeah. Get all the measurements in, see what his, his, his measurables are. True. Um, also, uh, do we th- is he going to be, like, top, what, five draft picks? Potentially. It's really going to depend after his combine, too. Where, where he, I mean, he's a quarterback. Yeah. The Giants need a quarterback, and they have a high pick. So. The New York Giants. Yes. One of the two NFL teams in the, in New York. Giants uh, and Jets. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, well, so is e- Eli hasn't retired. No. 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 But he should. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's real bad. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's basically Kyler Murray for now. We basically yeah. just brought it up to talk about how unfortunate the Oakland Athletics are. Yeah. Just not giving it up. And actually, the day after we recorded our podcast last week, Taniella was watching Pardon the Interruption on uh, TSN. Yeah. On TSN. And as a side note, can we talk about how Pardon the Interruption has a structure that we should definitely follow, which is like time limits on everything? <laughs> because like I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh God, it's so much more to the point. Yeah. I'm on a tangent right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, except for we that's what we tried to do with Movie Minute, and we still don't really follow no, it. So. Not our thing. We're just not really time loop. Anyways, bringing this up because it was like a moment of validation for us on this podcast because they literally talked about exactly what we talked about as to why Kyler Murray's going to go to the NFL. You're young, it's glitzy, you're a quarterback, it's all the glory. Yeah. It's always, it's all of what you want as like a young athlete versus right. like the boring ass MLB. Right. Which I'm sure is probably like a popular opinion. Like I'm sure that's probably what most people are thinking, but it's just, you know, I had a moment. Yeah. Let me have this moment. Yeah, no, you can have it. You got it. I mean, can you guys name? Who the best center fielder in the MLB is? Absolutely not. Not a single chance. Yeah. Mike Trout. Oh, I didn't even a know what generational talent. All I know is that nobody even knows who he is. He's won. He's won two. Oh, MVPs. I see the point you're trying yeah. to make here. He's like yeah. he should be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He should be the most marketable is. player in baseball, but nobody knows. Him who and Bryce is. Harper are probably yeah. the two most yeah. most marketable people in baseball. And Bryce Harper can't even get a get a contract right yeah. now. Yeah, that'll be a separate topic so. for another day when we decide to finally commit to talking about baseball, which I've been avoiding for mm, four months. Well, we haven't had to yet. I know. Thank God. Yeah. I mean, technically, we should because like. Spring training is, like, fully in swing, but... Yeah, it's spring training, up, yeah. though. Yeah, you're right. Let's not acknowledge it. No. The season's so friggin' long from actual start to actual finish that we'll just talk about it when it's actually the season. Ugh, our listeners are gonna hate us for, like, four months because yeah. it's all we're gonna talk about. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Um... Jumping quickly into hockey, um, I want to mention this because I feel like it's super important as women who host a podcast that we consistently acknowledge the amazing work that women athletes are doing. Um, Canada versus the U.S. women's hockey teams have actually just been competing in what they're calling a rivalry series. I think this was the inaugural one. Um, So there's no point to this. This is just for fun. Just for fun. Just for bragging rights. Yeah. Um, Because if you don't watch women's hockey especially, I mean all hockey pretty much, but um, Canada and the U.S. have had a fierce fierce rivalry for like as long as the sport has existed, Um, and the women's one in particular is really fierce because it's always just the two of them. They're the two best teams in the world. It's never a question, and they're always going to be gold, silver, and then everyone else just competes for bronze. So it's a huge rivalry. Um, The U.S. won the gold medal this past Olympics, so this was kind of like a chance to 
partially showcase what the new teams for both sides were going to look like. World Championships, I think, are coming up in a couple of months. So this was also a good way to see like how the teams were looking in preparation for that. Canada ended up winning the Series 2-1, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, a bunch of the players we've actually talked about. Like, remember we talked about Kendall Coyne? Yes. And then they all play for the women's national team in the U.S. So okay. it was cool to actually see them in action. Um, the last game was on yesterday. Canada won 2-0. And really, the standout person was uh, Shannon Zabados, our goalie. Mm. She's like, if you've ever seen her, she's the one that, like, she has the big, super curly, dark hair. So whenever she plays in net, she's, like, covered in padding with just, like, a smash of black hair sticking out. Uh, it's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, but she, like, literally stood on her head the whole game. She played amazing. They got the shutout. It was a really big win because we were down one nothing coming back, like, to play in um, the game in Toronto. Uh, okay. So they ended up winning the last two games and taking the series. So go women. Nice. Um, and did this happen over how many days? Like over a week? Yeah, it was about a week. Huh. They played the game in Toronto on Valentine's Day. Oh, uh, okay. Actually, my friend Victoria was literally front row behind the net. And oh. Team Canada totally posted a photo. And she's in the background like screaming and hitting the glass. <laughs> so for her, it was like everything she loves about women's sports was there on display. Like It was awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, back into basketball briefly. We will just talk about Duke, who again we also talked about last week. Um, so essentially, they overcame a 23 point deficit against Louisville and won the game. Basically, everyone's just like, well, it doesn't matter how much you're down by. If you're playing Duke, you're probably just going to lose. So, yeah. The other big thing was RJ Barrett, who plays for Duke, um, recorded the Canadian. The Canadian. From Toronto. Yes. Absolutely, we need to mention that. Um, he had the first triple-double in 13 years for Duke. Yeah. Speaking of triple-doubles. Yes. Um, very glad we actually talked about this because who knew it was going to be this applicable? Seriously. Um, so. and, and before we talked about it, didn't know what it was. Me. <laughs> so now I do, so that's great. So yeah, like huge deal for Duke. RJ Barrett is killing it. Honestly, it's going to be really interesting to see who goes first and second overall for the NBA draft this year. Because Zion Williamson is all the flash and all the dunks and all of that stuff. And RJ Barrett has, like, all of the skill and athleticism, like, the endurance. So, um, it'll be super interesting. Any predictions from the peanut gallery? Uh, <laughs> I definitely think Zion's going first. Do you? Yeah, because everybody says that, or analysts say that his upside is so high that like you know what you're getting with RJ Barrett. He's going to be super consistent. He'll be an all-star, but Zion could be an MVP. Mm. And so, but Zion I, I mean I would I think that RJ Barrett is probably the guy that you want cuz he's always going to turn up like 25 points, you know, somewhere around 10 rebounds. Zion is going to go out probably. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. They're always going to get compared forever. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I'm cheering for RJ to go number 1 just cuz he's Canadian. <laughs> And I want to see a, a good number one Canadian picked. Yeah. As, a, as opposed Seriously. to Wiggins, who's oh. been a bum. And, ben, and Anthony never Bennett. Made it. <laughs> he never even made it. So. Barely in the league anymore. Yeah. Didn't we see Anthony Bennett at an airport once? Yeah, and you felt like, really bad? That was the saddest thing ever. We saw him. He was on the same flight as us from Boston <laughs> to Toronto. In the economy. economy. It was like a porter uh, flight. I felt so bad. Uh, I was porter this guy, too. Yeah, this guy yeah. was the number one overall pick in the NBA draft, and he's on the same flight as me in the same seat <laughs> as me flying. Like, what? I mean, speaking of flying porter, though, when we went to New York in December, Brian Colangelo was on our flight. Oh, God. Did was you try and crash the plane? So was his, was his collar seven <laughs> inches wide? the first thing I looked at. <laughs> so explain who that is, Greg. Brian Colangelo. He was, yeah. oh, okay, He's a well. He used to be a former GM of Toronto back in the day, yeah. and most recently he was the GM or president of the 76ers. Yeah. So this and, is Toronto basketball. We mean. Yeah, and then the 76ers, so Philadelphia basketball, and 
his wife, I guess, had a bunch of burner accounts. <laughs> Twitter, Twitter accounts. She literally that... made fake Twitter accounts to like prop up how great Brian Colangelo was. Yeah. Oh. And it got exposed and it was real messy. Uh, and then just like calling out players on the team, saying yeah. so and so is a bum. And yeah, he mm-hmm. ended up getting fired. Yeah. <laughs> it was real Ako Taco. <laughs> And yeah. then he basically said that his wife did this all behind his back. He didn't have any knowledge of it. So mm-hmm. we should also mention that like his dad. So his dad's a guy named Jerry Colangelo, mm-hmm. who is probably one of the most famous basketball executives in the world. So oh. I think there's a lot of nepotism there too. Yeah. The Raptors weren't very good with Brian Colangelo. The Raptors were essentially Team Europe when yeah, Brian Colangelo. That was yeah, when that was Bargnani. like Andrea yeah. Bargnani. Uh, Jose Calderon, like yeah. all those. Yeah. Carlos so, Delfino. Yeah. What what time frame would this have been in? Before you came here. Yeah. <laughs> like, but like mid, in the 2000s? 2000s? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Up until maybe 2012. Okay. Yeah. He was right. also part of the Bosch debacle. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, yeah. like, when Chris Bosch left and we got nothing for him, even though we knew he was leaving, much like Anthony Davis, um, Brian Colangelo was just sitting there not making moves. Mm, so, much, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's a quick aside. So mm-hmm. Just some of the people you can see if you fly Porter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Do you think Porter will give us, like, a free flight if we call it? Fly Porter, see, like, C-list celebrity athlete. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, okay, well, just because we can't get away from the NFL, obviously. And this is an important, important story. Yeah, you can take it away. You want me to? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, so if you've been following NFL, you will know that Colin Kaepernick, who is a former quarterback in the NFL, um, he has been actively suing the NFL for what he's claiming is collusion. So Colin Kaepernick was really leading the charge with the kneeling um, during the anthem. And he suddenly found himself out of a job, but more importantly, couldn't get another one with another team. So it, we found, like, basically at the beginning, it was like, oh, maybe it's a skill. But the longer it went on, it became clear that it was very much tied to, like, him taking a stand on racial inequality. So he ended up suing the NFL for collusion because he, he alleged, like, alleges that owners got together and basically decided they were not going to hire him. And when you look at the proof, like the evidence behind it, it's very hard to dispute. There are quarterbacks like who have been named to the NFL or like got jobs in the last like three or four years that I literally, I don't even know who they are. I've never heard of them. They're nobodies. They're terrible. All well below the skill level of Colin Kaepernick. So it became really hard to argue. Like, what are the odds that, you know, this is strictly a skill-based thing? Totally. So they ended up um, just this week, Friday afternoon, they reached a settlement. It's rumored to be within 60 to $80 million paid out to Eric Reed, who's another player, and Colin Kaepernick. Um, they And it was interesting because I was watching Tim and Sid while this was happening. And it's like, it's the most fucking NFL move ever to release this at 2 o'clock on a Friday in the hopes no one will notice. Mm. Like, we'll just slide it in that we've reached a settlement, which is also, to me like a partial admission of guilt. Like you don't want this to go to court because you don't want to have to like, they didn't want to have all of their owners subpoenaed for all the conversations and like oh, yeah. all of, it would have gotten ugly. ugly. It really would have. So the NFL, like we all knew it was going to end up here. I'm glad Colin Kaepernick is getting a payout. I feel bad because I don't think he'll ever play in the NFL again. And so let's just like for comparison's sake, if he had kept playing in the NFL, would he have made this much money playing? Or has Maybe. he now made more money? Maybe. It really Maybe depends on... Yeah, it's, it is. But this is a fair amount of money for him to get. Yeah. I, like, it seems like a lot. So mm-hmm. I'm like, well, if you can get this much money out of the settlement, you don't have to beat your body up anymore. Totally. I mean, if he would have been a starting quarterback in the NFL for, like, 
the rest of his what his career would have been. It probably would have been like six to eight years of starting, mm-hmm. and then he obviously would have made more in the NFL because mm-hmm. as a quarterback, you're making anywhere from twenty to thirty million. Okay. So he could have potentially made like over two hundred million dollars. But, but was he going to be a starter? Well, at the time this whole thing was happening, he was in that like in-between yeah. uh, phase where he was just coming off injury. Like He'd started some games, but he wasn't as good as what he previously was. So it was like a debate, like, do you want to pay him certain money or you know, try to bring him in as a backup? And then the whole kneeling thing just took over. Yeah. So the whole thing is really unfortunate. It's, it's such a dark stain on the NFL and something that everyone knows is, is an issue. And so on, pardon the interruption, they were actually talking. And one of the interesting statements they made was like, this feels like the settlement because, and along with the settlement, the NFL also has a massive gag order over the whole thing. Like there is no information coming out about what was discussed. They like, honestly, they don't even actually know what the settlement is. This is like, people are guessing and hinting at what they think it is, but there's no information coming out of it because the NFL said as part of the settlement that this is it. Like it's closed, nobody's speaking of it ever again, which they were saying on ESPN feels also very much like, you know, keeping your keeping your servants in line. Like it's the big, like rich white man, keeping everything in line, nice and contained. No one's out of line. We're never gonna hear about what was actually said. So it's a really like, it leaves me with a really bad taste in my mouth. And it's one of the things that kills me about the NFL in general. So. I don't know. I think it's an important subject we need to talk about, though, and I hope that this continues, and I hope more people continue to stand up for what they believe in. Yeah. Tough yeah. to do, though, after this. Well, that's it, like right? Seeing what can happen. But. And that's, that's the thing. Like, that's, that's the actual crux of the issue. Other players look at this and see the fact that they could potentially be out of a job, and there are a lot of players in the NFL who don't make $20 million a year. They make a few hundred thousand a year, right. and they need these jobs. So, like, now they're being deterred because this is what you risk. Right. So... Yeah. Anyways. Um, small offshoot while we're just talking NFL, because I saw this on TSN's Instagram page, and I was kind of like, huh, I wonder what'll happen there. Um, Antonio Brown is basically making it pretty clear that he does not want to stay in uh, Pittsburgh. And so at the end of the season, there was like, what, some sort of fight, argument, disagreement between him and the coach? Between him and Roethlisberger. Oh, him and the quarterback. Okay. Mm. And then there were, wasn't there a game in playoffs that he like didn't play? In the, the last game of the regular season. Okay. He, well, you should just tell this because you well, he was, don't want to be. <laughs> the last game of the, of the regular season, he like skipped, uh, I think he skipped some some practices yeah, at the practice. end of the week because he was mad at Roethlisberger. And then the coaches essentially just put him on the injury report even though he wasn't injured. Okay. So the it, Pittsburgh, it all just The Steelers there. are just drama anyways. Like their coach is a mess. Their locker room is a mess. Ben Roethlisberger is a piece of shit. Like <laughs> everything about, I know any chance I get to talk bad about I Ben know. Roethlisberger, I take. <laughs> your favorite. So, um, so like whatever, that whole organization can burn down. Um, Antonio Brown, the reason why it's significant is because Antonio Brown is so damn good. Yeah. He's like everyone's number one fantasy football choice. Right. Because he's so good. So, um, Basically, this is a significant thing because we need to, like, we don't know if he's going to come back, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to get so much worse if he leaves. Oh, yeah. But he is although Although they do have Juju, who I'm into. Yeah, I know. He's pretty good. But, but is that enough? quite the same level. Yeah, I know. You don't have Le'Veon Bell, who sat out this whole season. You don't have Antonio Brown, who's now coming back, not coming back. Like, right. What Except, be- doesn't he, he doesn't really have an option. If he's if he's on a contract, like he has to come and play. He can sit it out like Le'Veon Bell did. But is that gonna do him any good? I don't know. I mean if he doesn't play, he doesn't get that the year. And since he's under contract, they can For find him. For how many years? 
Which I think he's got three more years on his contract. Mm. So he's he not going anywhere anytime soon then. No, and if he doesn't show up for stuff, he can get fined. So why are like, you already, like, talking openly about the fact that you want to leave this team when you literally, like... Also, if it's not in their best interest to trade you away and you're in, like, an argument with them, they're not, they don't give two shits if you're in an argument with them. They're not going to trade you away if it's not in their best interest. Well, that's sort of what Antonio Davis, is, or sorry, Anthony Davis' situation is right now. Like, he doesn't want to come back, but he's still under contract to them. Right. So well, At least he only has one year left versus three years. Yeah, fair. That's a long time in advance to be, like, making it known that you don't want to be there. God, there's so much drama right so now. So much drama. Ugh. Um, okay, well, last news story for this week is probably going to be brief because I don't know that either of us care to talk too much about it. Nope. Um, but essentially, the Daytona 500 was last night, um, Sunday night, and this Denny, is NASCAR. By yes, the way. NASCAR, which yes. I which I really don't know much about, nor do I care to learn. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. Um, but I figured it was happening. We should probably mention it. Yeah. Um, Denny Hamlin won, who previously won in 2016, so like three years ago. Um, I don't, I'm not really a big racing person. I don't really get the whole concept. And we were talking before about how there's all many, so many different things you can race. Uh, I didn't know about that. <laughs> I'm into, I don't like NASCAR. I'm really into Formula One racing. I'll watch it when it's on, on like a Saturday and things like that, because it's, it's, it is really good. Formula One season hasn't actually started yet. So when we come, it, it gets closer, I'll actually, I'll do a little breakdown on it. Cause I'm super into it. But like, no matter what you're watching racing, like they're just going in circles, right? Well, it depends. So NASCAR's tracks tend to be like an oval shape. There are a couple that are one or two that aren't. They're just like a course that's designed. But F1 is like all over. Like you're racing through cities essentially or tracks and they're like hairpin turns and like sharp turns, wide turns. But it's still like a big loop. Yes. But some of them are just watching people go around in circles for like X amount of time. Yes. Yeah, but at very, very, very high speed. That's the part I think I struggle with. But like, just like, F1 cars are so fast that if they didn't have like the spoiler on the back, they could like take off. Because they go so like fast. Like fly? Yes. Oh. Like, a, like a plane. So they have like, they're designed so that they can keep them on the ground. But that's how fast they go. Like that's crazy. And people are in them, just like driving them. Yeah, that's the other thing that is like a question mark to me is like, does it, it feels like a bit risky. Oh, yeah. Like, it's for like, your life. It's a literal death trap. Oh, yeah. Like, in the 50s and 60s in F1, people used to die every year racing F1. Well, and what, it was just a part of the sport. What were we watching the other day where some... I forget what type of racing it was, but basically, like, the guy's dad died racing. Oh, that was, that was F1, Jacques uh, Villeneuve. Yeah, yeah. And, then, yeah. and then his mom's just like, yeah, your dad died, but, like, go on, kid. You go uh, race cars. NBD. <laughs> like, um, what? <laughs> Jacques Villeneuve, those who don't know, they probably like one of the greatest Canadian F1 racers of all time. Yeah. Huh. So, now you know. Nah, the more you know. <laughs> but anyways, it is really cool. F1 has a race in Montreal, um, so they do come through as part of their season. Toronto has the Toronto Indy for IndyCar racing, which is another separate racing thing. Okay, so there's NASCAR, there's F1, and there's Indy. Is there another yes. one? There's other racing things in like, in the UK they have um, stock car racing. Slot car racing? I think it's slot car. Stock car is NASCAR. Slot car racing, which is... And I don't know. Yeah, they have like rally racing. Rally racing, that's what I'm thinking of. Which are like through... They're literally through like forests in like these these different types of cars. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. So they're all different, but the most famous ones are NASCAR because America loves NASCAR. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Indy is like the North American one, a version of F1. And then F1 is worldwide and they have the fastest cars. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. From what I understand about NASCAR, it's actually like a really fun time to go to one of those. Yes, yeah. it's the experience yeah. versus the race. Well, Americans are really good at the tailgate, right? Yeah, exactly. yeah. massive tailgates. Yeah. Like. Isn't it like um, 
Like, wouldn't it be like a pretty interesting group of individuals who would be at something like that? <laughs> yes, it would. That's a nice way of putting it, yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, that's what I thought. It's a lot of like Bud Light. Yeah. And like, you know? But like, whatever. People people are there's there. a wide range of people who like Bud Light. No, but like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, but the tailgating is actually a huge part of NASCAR. It's basically like football for that. Like, they, it's okay. all about like barbecuing and hanging out for the whole weekend and like I don't know it's right. a whole thing well I could get on board with that but watching the sure. cars go around in circles I'm kind of like eh. could take it or leave it really I'll make you a believer of F1 though F1 okay. is excellent okay I'm willing um, so that brings us to the end of pick six yes as usual so short super um, so concise so, <laughs> so we're going to jump into what's the call because we have our husbands here um, and we're gonna talk a little bit about NBA because as we're getting into closer to playoff season for both NBA and hockey we figure it's probably time we can give you the basics on how NBA works because a lot of times if you're sitting listening to a game or watching it They'll use terminology that may not be familiar to you, especially if you don't know what the hell's happening to begin with on the court. Yes. So we figured we'd give you a breakdown of that. We'll teach you a little bit about the lingo. And we'll go from there. Yeah. I mean, a lot of our episodes lately have been pretty basketball heavy. They so have. we just felt like it was time to like do a little explanation for anybody who maybe doesn't know. Um, so starting out with the position. So basically the extent of my knowledge, which maybe some of our listeners can relate to. So there's five people on the court for each team. Yes. There is somebody really tall who is called the center who jumps up and try, what's it called? A jump, a tip off, tip off. Yeah. At the start of the game or sometimes other parts of the game. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so there's that person and then there is somebody who carries the ball and seems to be the one that's like making the plays. Yes. Which I understand is the point guard. Yes. And aside from those two positions, I got nothing. That's actually probably, like, most people's knowledge, unless you, like, really get into NBA, because those are the two most obvious positions. They're the shortest and the tallest player on the court. Um, they also number the positions in basketballs for a lot of, um, like, when they're announcing. So you'll hear, like, this person's playing at the four, or this place, person's playing at the five, and the five oh. is the center. One is the point guard, five is the center, and then you have the numbers in between for the rest of the positions. Okay. So that's another thing. If you hear that, it's still referring to that position. It's just that they sometimes call it a number. So what are all the position numbers? So one is point guard, two is shooting guard, three is small forward, four is power forward, and five is center. And that's why also sometimes, as, like, a aside you can hear people be referred to as like a stretch five am i right yep and like that means that like they are typically somebody who plays like a power forward which is the four but they're tall enough or athletic enough to play center so like serge Ibaka, is he like both serge Ibaka is what they call a stretch four but he's he can play center because yeah. he's athletic enough to guard centers but if you had like a really big center, like somebody who had like 50 pounds on him, he'd have a hard time because that guy can just muscle him out. So that's, it's tough. But if you want to like, if you want to put somebody out there who can also shoot, Serge Ibaka is a good shooter. So Serge Ibaka plays for the Raptors. We're trying yeah. to keep this Raptor central Relevant. so yeah. you can watch Relevant it. example. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, okay. Yeah. So now explain the other three positions in the middle. Of that. So there's the point guard and there's the center. So, like, give me the other three. So, number two is the shooting guard. Do you want to just explain it? You did a really good job before. It's too much for me. Yeah. I, I can try, yeah. So, number two would be the shooting guard. Shooting guard basically is similar to a point guard. They might be slightly taller than a point guard, but they usually can shoot three-pointers, which I think you guys already explained once, the arc on the floor. Yeah. So, if you're behind the arc, they'll usually be a little bit more athletic than the point guard 
Um, but yeah, they're basically just a shooter. They don't really pass the ball that much. Like it's actually the easiest thing. way to remember that. Shooting guard shoots. Yeah. So like they don't make a lot of plays. So like on the Raptors, it's Danny Green. Danny Green. So like you see Danny Green takes a lot of three points. He played in the three point competition. So like he gets the ball and like he shoots okay, the ball. Okay. So the guys who kind of linger in like the corners, there's usually like people couple, in like the yeah. outside corners. Shooting guard would be in the corner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, then the next one, the three is the small forward. The small forwards are basically like the most versatile position on the floor. They can usually shoot, but they're a little bit bigger, like around 6'6 six, six to 6'9. Six, and this is Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard is the sh- small forward for the Raptors. LeBron James is a small forward, as an example. In theory. Michael, but he's not that. Isn't he taller than that? He's 6'8. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So they, they can usually shoot threes, but they can also... Um, get down under the basket and, you know, go for dunks or layups and stuff like that. They're usually stronger, so tough to guard. Who are some of the stuff. other famous power forwards? Or, sorry, small, small forwards. forwards? LeBron would be probably one of the most famous. Because mm-hmm. um, they're the ones I feel like you hear their names a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. Vince Carter was a... He played both shooting guard and small forward. Tracy McGrady was a small forward. Yeah, like, I feel like a small forward is kind of like a uh, Swiss Army knife. They yeah. Can, they, yeah. They can do a little bit of both. Like, sometimes they'll, they'll carry the ball up, they yeah. can shoot threes, they can drive. Uh, and, I mean, recently it's been, like, a lot of, like, the, the, the best scorers are yeah, there. Because absolutely. you get that uh, in between, so. Who else in the league right now is a pretty big, famous small forward? Um, I'm trying to think of some of the people that would, everybody would know. Um, What's Steph Curry? He's a point, point guard. guard. Okay. Um, yeah, he's pretty small. Uh, their small Golden State Warriors, their small forward is Kevin Durant. Mm. But Kevin Durant, can he sort of moves around because mm. he's a really good shooter, so he'll play shooting guard sometimes. Okay. So anyways, on to the four. The four is the power forward, so it's a little bit smaller than the center, usually like a little bit more athletic. They can shoot you from a little bit further out they wouldn't be playing right under the basket but still inside the arc usually inside the arc but now a lot of power forwards can shoot threes as well um that's just the way the nba is now and that's pascal siakam for pascal us. siakam would be for the raptors yeah um famous power forwards are like tim duncan mm-hmm. uh kevin garnett um carl malone carl malone is a super fam- yeah highest scoring power forward ever the mailman yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that's typically what the power forward is in the center you already explained. So yeah, that's one through five. They, okay. The one is the shortest, the five is the tallest, and they all sort of... They kind of go up in height, like two, three, four, yeah. like they each get taller from the position before them, for the right. most part. And uh, something that Nick explained earlier, before we were recording, that made sense to me, is that the center offer, often hangs out under the basket, because they're trying to like get rebounds and stuff, because they're taller, mm-hmm. and then as you... like. So the center's under the basket, and the point guard is outside of the three-point line, and then everyone kind of like... Yeah. It's kind of like a line. You can literally like line them up towards the basket. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I guess that's traditional. We've obviously talked about the fact that like that's not maybe exactly how things are made up anymore. Yeah. And and people are like a little more versatile. And there's a lot of strategy, too. Like, coaches like to mix it up so that that Mm -hmm. way it it makes the other team have to do a little bit more work. Right. Cool. Um, Okay, so some of the lingo that they use so this would be like lingo from like the announcers or like if people are like talking about basketball mm-hmm. um like one thing that somebody said earlier was driving the lane which you they you'll hear them say a lot but like that just means like driving to the net like yes it basically means that like when you see a player rather than a player like pull up and shoot they literally like sprint push their way through and try to get to the basket for like a layup or a right. slam dunk or something to that effect right where they're like 
So they like drive themselves towards the basket. Yeah, okay. the lane usually refers to the area, like what they call the key, which is a right. different color square or rectangle under the basket, and they just run. Into that would the lane. be known as the paint. The paint, yeah, yeah, yeah that's another. Which I used to the, think that the paint or the pink. <laughs> I, I used to think the announcers were saying that they were in the pink. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it's just the paint. So I was confused about it because like nothing on the court is pink. So I didn't really know why that was happening. Um, But nope, it's in the paint. Um, So there's that. Um, Something else, since we're on the topic, that I used to think, especially the Toronto announcers, have a tendency if somebody makes like a really awesome shot, mostly like a three-point shot, they'll say all the way from, and then they'll say like a small town in Ontario. So like all the way from North Bay and then everyone's like cheering and I always thought that that meant the person was from there so like the player was from North Bay and I was like how does Toronto have so many players from like random ass small towns in Ontario but really they just mean it's a sweet shot from far away and that's just their way of announcing it so if you're listening it's not where the people are from yeah, no, I can safely say Kyle Lowry is not from Pickering and a tech machine (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, One thing that's also good to explain is oftentimes um, if you're reading an article or they're talking about like a matchup, you'll hear like um, people describing like the backcourt versus the frontcourt. So the backcourt is? The backcourt are the guards. So each team has point guard, shooting guard. They would be referred to as the backcourt. And why are they the backcourt? Because they generally play outside of the paint air the painted area so it's like the back of that yeah it's like the the, yeah exactly like if you split a basketball court into two halves it would be the back of the the half that they're playing on offense so when they have the ball they would be towards the back of towards the the center of the court exactly which yeah if you split it in half that's the back front court refers to the forwards who are the taller guys so three four and five and um it just means that they're playing closer to the basket. So that's right. the front court. Okay, that makes sense. Um, something I just thought of is the way we just explain positions is like based on offense. But then when you play defense, you just It's similar. Your... You, you just guard the... So if Kawhi Leonard's a small forward, he would typically guard the small forward of the other team. Okay, so you just... Yeah. You it's you like just a one-to-one. Your yeah. counter. But if you hear them say... This is actually a good one, too. If you hear them say they got the switch... On it, like if you're on offense and you say like, oh, they got the switch, it means that they managed to flip the people that they were getting defended by. So like, instead of me, like if I'm a small forward and I'm guarding a small forward and they get a switch on me, it means I'm suddenly not defending my player anymore. And that screws you up because that person is probably either smaller and more athletic or bigger and stronger than you. So that's often a defensive move. That's why they set screens. So if you're ever watching basketball and you see like, like uh, Jonas used to do it, Marcus Gasol does it, they'll run up to like the lot, the three point line and they'll just like plant themselves and stand like a soldier. That's to block that, uh, let's say Kyle Lowry, whoever he's getting defended against it's to block that defense from continuing to defend him so that they can get a switch and Kyle Lowry has a better matchup for his shot Uh, so it helps that's why they say they'll get the switch on them that makes sense did I I explain that right yeah that's right okay (laughs) okay any other lingo anyone can think of um I mean I guess behind the arc yeah it's a three-pointer right from behind the line three-pointer and ones 
Oh, yeah. Um, okay, well, that was getting into sort of some, like, general rule stuff. So we can jump into that now. So and one would be if they're, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if they're going up to shoot and they get fouled, but they still get the basket from their shot, yes. they would get the two points from the basket and they would get a free throw shot. So that's yeah. the and one. Yeah, the free they would throw get shot one point is for that. the and one, yeah. Okay. Because and typically with a foul, it's two shots. Right. If you take a shot and miss. And yeah. miss. And miss, you would get two. And if you take Unless a three-point shot three and you get, get fouled points. and you miss, you get three free throws? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Um, you also get an and one on that, too. Like, if you make that basket mm-hmm. and you still get a foul shot, so you can get a four-point play. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the only time you can get a four-point play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. And um, I was... So, there's also fouls you can get that aren't shooting fouls. So, like, you're just, like, dribbling the ball and you get fouled or something. Yeah. Should mm-hmm. we explain what a foul is? Good luck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know, there's like a million different types of fouls, oh, but yeah. like it generally means that somebody what hits your hand while you're any body or, part. Any really. body part. You can't if you're gonna try and impede someone's progress, you have to have your feet planted and you can't hit them with your arms. So you, if you want to try and get in front of somebody, you can plant your feet and let them run you over, and then it's a foul on them. But otherwise, if you try and slap the ball out of their hands or you grab them, like pull on their jersey. You can't Or you hit their arm yeah. if you're going up for a shot. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And that's... So any of those are a foul. Like, you cannot... You can't shove off somebody. You can't, like, whack someone's arm to get the ball out. You can't... Um, it's kind of like roughing the passer in football. No, seriously. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It's yeah. like you can't, like, impede in certain ways. You have to, like, give the person the opportunity, like, openly. Like, pass interference, you know? Right. Like, you can't impede their ability to get the ball in yeah. the NFL. You can't impede someone's ability to progress to the basket. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can reach in. If you reach in and get the ball only, or your first point of contact is the ball, that's not a foul. Yeah, right. So, it's just if you're hitting them. Yeah, it's only if you okay. hit them. Same right. thing, like, if you go for a block... If you tip the ball and then hit their hand, it's not a foul. But if you hit their hand first, it's a foul on, on the shot. So. Right. Because sometimes you, they'll get called for a foul, but it won't result in a free throw. It'll just That's result right. in them inbounding the ball. Yeah. You, it, referees call it um, that the player has to be in the act of shooting. So sometimes you'll even see a player where they realize they're about to get fouled and they'll just throw the ball at the net because they want the shooting foul instead of the foul on the floor. They call it a foul on the floor when you get hit and you're not shooting. And is there a some point in the game where even if you're not shooting when you get fouled, you still get to do a free throw? Yeah, so so every time a player takes a foul, the team is also charged with a foul. So if the Raptors, for example, if Kawhi Leonard fouls somebody... The Raptors as a team get a foul. Okay. So if any player on the Raptor, Raptors picks up a foul, that number of team fouls goes up by one. Right. When they get to five team fouls in a single quarter, that's when the other team will shoot no matter what, even okay. if you foul it's them. bonus, right? You yeah, they call bonus. it the bonus, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um... Oh yeah, traveling is the other thing we were going to go over, which I think most people probably know what this is, but I could be wrong. I mean, for the most part, it just means that like you can't run with the ball more than with two that, steps without, without dribbling. dribbling it. So that's why like you can't, you can't just. And also, so speaking of traveling, um, this also reminded me of double dribble. Yeah, well, double dribble just means that if you stop dribbling the ball, if you're running with the ball and you stop dribbling, you can't start dribbling again. So even if you're standing still, you still need to be dribbling the ball. If you stop dribbling at any point and pick it up in two hands, you cannot dribble again. If you do it again, then you... So you have to pass or shoot. Pass or shoot, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Huh. Okay. Interesting. So those are the basics. Um, yeah. I feel like that's... Any other, like, basketball things that... I mean, the most thing that, the thing that we see the most is, is fouls. Like, that takes up a massive part of the game. There's fouls. You can have offensive fouls, which is when you commit a foul when you're on offense, versus, like, a defensive foul, which happens, obviously, while you're on defense. Um, there's, like, if you ever see, um, if somebody's, like, it happens to Kyle Lowry, too, because he'll try to drive the lane, and somebody will plant their feet and stand there and get knocked backwards. Um Kyle Lowry's really good at taking what's called a charge. So he'll plant his feet and just like flop himself over as soon as the guy gets near him. Uh, and it draws an offensive foul because he's on defense, but his feet are planted, which uh, means that it's that person's fault. Right. Not his. But if that if they are if their feet are moving, it's a moving screen, right? Yeah, it's a, it's considered a blocking foul blocking at that foul. point. But yes, it is a moving. It's yeah, it's it, if you can't be moving, your feet have to be planted. If once the guy gets to you, your feet have to be stationary. So it's like you can see sometimes like what happens is players get like tempted to move too because they'll plant yeah. themselves and then those, the person will try to go around them. So you'll see like a shift, and then it doesn't matter if he gets knocked over because his feet have moved yeah. to shift. And these guys are so athletic that they can, they have enough body control that they can actually move in the air after they jump. So a lot of times you'll see them try to curl around the guy who's standing still. So then the guy tries to move over so that he can actually still take the charge, but it just turns into a foul for him because he's moving. Right, okay. Um, Also, what's a technical foul? Technical fouls are the best. Um, it's for melting off, basically. Um, if you yell at the refs too much or you do something unsportsmanlike, you get assessed a technical, um, which means the other team shoots one free throw automatically. Um, and then it's also, if you take two technicals in a game, you're ejected from the game. You get thrown out. Yeah. Oh. And every time you take a technical, um, you get fined by the league. I think it's like 2500 bucks. Boogie oh. Cousins on De- DeMarcus Cousins on the Golden State Warriors is the best because he takes a technical like every two games. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the most famous for technicals was Rasheed Wallace. Oh, he was good. He was like like every season he'd take like 20. Wow. And you get suspended <laughs> after 15 technicals, I believe you get suspended for a game. So Jeez. that was his target, I think. Every <laughs> <year>. <laughs> um, they also there is one other type of foul and it's a flagrant foul. So if you intentionally do something awful to someone else, you can get assessed a flagrant foul. And there's a flagrant one and a flagrant yeah. two, So a flagrant right? one results in two free throws for the team that was fouled, and they get possession of the ball after the free throws. A flagrant two results in the exact same thing, but the person who commits the foul gets ejected from the game. Oh, wow. So it's like that. You have to be pretty It's egregious. usually like a clothesline or something crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like a full-on WWE yeah. move. Yeah, wow. yeah. Like, it has to be a real intent to injure. For what was the last two. flagrant two even assessed? Usually it's, it's when there's a fight and guys throw punches. That's usually uh, when it happens. And usually they're offsetting. I've never seen a fight in basketball. Oh, I man. Think. Yeah. There's some ter- really? Scary. Go look up the Malice at the Palace. Yeah, yeah. I, I encourage every person listening to go watch a video of the Malice at the Palace. It's the reason that the NBA changed so many of their rules. Oh. Yeah. It was a fight with the fans. Yeah. Like, oh. up in the stands, yeah. like, the yeah. NBA players were punching people. Yeah. Whoa. Ron yeah. Test. That's where Ron Artest got You ever met at World Peace? Yeah, yeah, that was him. Oh. Yeah, in the stands, just punching people. Yeah, it was real bad. Ripping his jersey open and stuff. Jeez. Horrifying. Yeah, no, never, never seen a basketball fight. Yeah, that's a good one to look up. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much the basics of NBA. If anyone listening has questions or needs clarification, send that into us. DM us, email us. Yeah, 
anything, we're happy to answer or clarify. Or if you hear something in passing when the games start up again this week, I think Wednesday, um, let us know. We can clarify if you hear something on TSN or whatever. Yeah, totally. Uh, okay, so we're going to move into our movie minute and wrap things up for the week. Um, I can start us off. Yeah, go. Okay, so I watched If Beale Street Could Talk, um, which is unfortunately not nominated for Best Picture, but it is nominated for Best Supporting Actress, um, Best Original Score, and Best Adapted Screenplay. Um, so I thought it was really great. Um, it is a very heavy movie. It's very, very sad, like devastatingly sad, um, but it's very beautiful. Essentially, it's um, the story of a couple who have been, you know, best friends their whole lives, family friends, and then once they're teenagers, they end up coming to the realization that they're in love. And so then they like start this beautiful relationship and they like find a place they're going to move in together. It's so lovely. And then he ends up getting arrested for a crime that he absolutely did not commit. Um, oh god so it's just like the heaviest of movies yes <laughs> and so the story basically plays out like in the present what's happening like with him in jail and them trying to like fight that and everything and then also it shows like back it like does um flashbacks of like their whole relationship so i was saying before i i basically had to like intentionally not really watch the whole thing otherwise i probably would have cried the whole time it's just really sad um and i mean yeah that's kind of the gist of it. Did you like it though? Oh yeah, I loved it. It was really good. It was just really heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I do think it deserves to have been nominated for Best Picture. Like it was, yeah, it was really... Yeah, that really whole drop-off was really confusing because, like, halfway through 2018, that was, like, a definite shoe-in for Best Picture and I don't know where it fell off. Yeah. It was really confusing. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's uh, basically okay. that movie. Um, I watched Black Panther... Not recently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I watched it we, did we, right when it came out, I think. Yeah, it was like a, less than a month after it yeah. came out. Yeah. So um, it stars uh, Chadwick Boseman and Michael B. Jordan. Um, so, yeah, Chadwick Boseman. Um, so it's based on, it's a Marvel superhero movie. So if you've been watching the Marvel Universe, it's it's your typical big budget action movie. Um it, star, it, it basically surrounds a place called Wakanda, which used to be, like, a warring, like, a bunch of these, I guess, sort of African tribes used to, like, were all in war because they discovered this thing called vibranium that they could use to develop advanced technology. And then suddenly someone realized if you ingest this, like, heart-shaped plant, you gain superpowers from it. And that was, like, the first Black Panther. And he helped unite everyone, and they became Wakanda. So it brings it up to present time, and Chadwick Boseman is the current Black Panther. And so apparently as part of like tradition, you're allowed to like fight the current Black Panther to try and take a spot. So he has a couple of people who try to do that. He wins. Um, and like basically Wakanda is hidden from the world. It isolated itself so that they could keep advancing their own technologies and not have anyone come and try to steal the vibranium. And then basically Michael B. Jordan comes along and he is decides to try and challenge for it. And it's just a big action movie about their rivalry and huh. the plot is very straightforward um, <laughs> it's you know what honestly of all the Marvel movies I watched like a lot of them were really bad and this one wasn't it was probably the best one I've watched I haven't seen the one with Thanos Infinity, Infinity War um, but of all of the Marvel movies I've watched it's certainly been it was the best one it was a fantastic cast good acting good visuals etc but I don't know that it was best picture worthy I really don't. Like, all the other things it was nominated for, which is, like, Best Original Song, which was the Kendrick Lamar song, which yeah. was amazing. Um, sound mixing, But not as good as Shallow. 
Shall it was still my pick. This one is really good, though. Nothing I, even comes close, in my opinion. <laughs> either way, I still think it was a very good song. It, it definitely was worth a nom. Mm. So, and totally. like sound mixing, musical score, costume design, production design, like all of those are exactly the categories it should be nominated for because it is well deserving. I feel like Best Picture, I get why it was nominated, but I also think that like looking at something like If Beale Street Could Talk, like yeah, that feels like a very Oscar movie to be right. nominated. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Black Panther doesn't have that same vibe. Right. Not that it's a bad thing to have a blockbuster in there. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I was uh, I was saying to Tanila before the Oscars were originally going to have a separate category for like box office hits because typically those movies aren't the type of movies that yeah, get, get nominated at the Oscars. So they were going to create its own category, which I think makes perfect sense. Somewhere okay. along the line, it got shut down, and so I think like obviously Black Panther would have been like the number one choice for that big box office hits category so then they basically just took it and like threw it into the regular honestly if that category existed black panther would have been the clear winner yeah it was good i just like for being an actual oscar movie best picture nom it was a little bit strange yeah um but yeah it was it was good yeah so i guess that's basically that's our movie minute segments because it was actually fast this month yeah Um, but, but also, it's our last one. I know. It's over. Although next week, we'll just give the update on like what actually happened. Yeah, so we'll, we'll do We'll, we'll still do a movie minute of some sort where we'll just talk about who won everything. Oh my god, if it's anything like the Grammys, we're going to be here for a year. <laughs> Good point. Um, also, before we quickly go, I don't know if I was on drugs last week or not, but I got fucking everything wrong. <laughs> um, so just to quickly correct a couple of things, um, Greg was so gracious to point out that the one and done rule we talked about in basketball um, is actually an NBA rule, not an NCAA rule. So it is something instituted by the actual NBA, which makes complete sense. Totally makes sense. Um, Except it still doesn't change the fact that we both still feel like the NCAA was somehow involved in creating that A hundred percent. They are way too, um, they get way too much of an advantage from it not to be involved in exactly. it. Exactly. We ended up, that ended up going down a rabbit hole. We researched the whole history of it. It was really fascinating. Yeah. If we ever have time one day, we'll talk about it. Yeah. But, so that was wrong. Um... Quick correction there. Also, for Champions League, Google showed me a very strange calendar, and I actually got some of the games wrong. So the Liverpool-Bayern Munich game, the one I talked about being the one I wanted to watch and recommended everyone watch, is actually on tomorrow, not last week. Tomorrow is Tuesday. Yes. Um, So that game is actually on this week. I didn't realize they were split into two weeks. So um, Champions League is on again this week. A couple of big games there, especially the one I recommended everybody watch. Um, I think and then the steal is the other thing, which more so we were just sort of like, yeah. this is from curling, from our curling segment. So to clarify, a steal is if you get the point in the end, but you did not have the hammer. So again, if you have the hammer or the last rock, you're obviously favorited to get the point. So if the other team ends up getting it, it's a steal. It still doesn't impact who gets the hammer in the end because, again, it's just whoever gets the points the other team gets the hammer next time. Yeah. So it doesn't just flip back and forth. So you were on the right track. It's just, it was the, just the, hammer. the hammer part. That was the only mix up. Yeah. But that's it for yeah, this week. I think that's it. So Man, I really thought we were making such good time and we just checked and we're not yeah. as per usual. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us for all these weeks to this point. Yeah. It's our 10th episode. I can't believe so we're in double exciting. digits. It's like the exciting. Yeah. As always, rate, subscribe. Oh yeah. Whatever. Rate and review that's and it. subscribe and send us your questions or topics that you want us to talk about or anything that you don't get. Um, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah. We put up some very strong content on Instagram. We're trying. Strong. <laughs> yeah. Here's a picture of us under a TV at a bar. <laughs> With the caption, this post is a slam dunk. <laughs> Listen, we wrote that drunk. That's yes. a very good post for somebody who's it's been true, drinking all night. It's true. Anyways, um, thank you so, for joining us. Yeah, and thanks to the boys for... 
jumping in here and there throughout the pod that just changed it up a little bit yep thanks so. thanks for having us yeah, yeah seriously awesome. this is fun yeah we'll see all fun. of you guys next week okay cheers bye, bye. guys